Hello, and thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in Isaiah 7, and we're just moving through the book of Isaiah, looking at the wisdom and the, the guidance that it provides. So in chapter 7, we're now looking at what, what the header would be as the sign of Emmanuel. When Azod, when Ahaz, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was king of Judah, King Rezin of Aram and Pekah, son of Ramallah of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now the house of David was told, Aram has allied itself with Ephraim. So the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken, as the trees of the forest were shaken by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, Shear Isabam, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool, on the road to the what washerman's field. Say to him, Be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of those because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram, and of the son of Ramallah. Aram, Ephraim, and Ramallah's son have plotted your ruin, saying, let us invade Judah, let us tear it apart, and divide it among ourselves, and make the son of Tabil king over it. Yes, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. It will not take place, it will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only resin. Within sixty-five years, Ephraim will be, will be too shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is only Ramallah's son. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to, to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. It is not enough to try the patience of the men, of men. Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with a chi- with child and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will bring the king of Assyria. So obviously that was the foretelling of of Christ and Jesus being born. In that day the Lord will whistle for flies from the distant streams of Egypt and for bees from the land of Assyria. They will all come and settle in the steep ravines and in the crevices in the rocks, on all the thorn bushes and all the water holes. I like it. I like the the uh, description of how he will whistle, and they will come. Um, anyways, in that day, the Lord will use a razor hired from behind, beyond the river, the king of Assyria, to shave your head and the hair on your legs, and to take off your beards also. That's obviously a great disgrace and a great humbling event. In that day, a man will keep alive a young cow and two goats. And because of the abundance of the milk they give, he will have curds to eat. 
All who remain in the land will eat curds and honey. In that day, in every place where there were a thousand vines worth a thousand silver shekels, there will only be briars and thorns. Men will go there with bow and arrow, for the land will be covered with briars and thorns. As for all the hills once cultivated by the hoe, you will no longer go there for fear of the briars and thorns. They will become places where cattle are are turned loose and that where the sheep run. So obviously there's a couple of things that I see. One is the foretelling of Jesus being born. Yet the other one though is God getting pretty ticked off when he says to do something, i.e. ask for a sign, and his servant or his people say, No, I'm not going to do that. Now, regardless of what the motivation might have been, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, hey, this guy's pretty good. He already has strong enough faith. He's He's uh, not going to test God, and he's going to, um, you know, he doesn't need a sign. He believes, and he's he's strong in his faith. That was my initial thought and my initial reading. But then you see, hey, God told you to do something, <laughs> and he didn't do it. So the end result is, you know, God got mad and pretty ticked off about it. So I think at the end of the day, it's really a good sign to all of us, a good lesson, when God tells you to do something, do it. Don't sit there and say, no, I don't I don't need to because I have greater insight than you. You just do it. it. It's much like this podcast. I don't understand why I'm doing it, but God said to, put it on my heart, gave a lot of confirmation. So I'm doing it. And when I stop doing it, because I have, there have been gaps. And when I stop, it, you know, my heart isn't, isn't at peace. It's not at a good place, and I know I'm being disobedient. And one of the things that when you read the Old Testament, when you, that you see in the Old Testament is when Israel rebels. Rebellion doesn't meet, doesn't end well for the rebellious individuals or group. God doesn't accept it. He's unhappy by it. Now we have grace just because you know God's unhappy with. You know, or we aren't getting blessed as we should because of our rebellion. Doesn't mean that we're not saved and we're not going to heaven. It just means we're not getting getting the and experiencing the fullest life that we can. So on this day, I would just encourage you: do not rebel when you hear from God, because we all—I'm convinced—we all hear when we pray, when we read, we hear. If we open our hearts and our minds and our ears, we will hear from God. And when we hear from him, when we hear from the creator of the world saying, do, we really need to do. So with that, I'll thank you for another great day. I pray for your your blessings upon your day. Lord, I just pray that you would give each person peace, that you would give them clear direction. And help them to get closer to you, to experience you, to gain greater insight into you, so that their relationship with you can be deeper and better. The fact that we can have a relationship with the creator of all is amazing. I thank you. I praise you. And I wish all of you a fabulous and wonderful day. Take care.